Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. A hard word. Probably the most difficult of all Jesus' parables. Because we don't like to think of God acting this way. But God will act as God will act. He's God, and He doesn't operate according to our presuppositions or our expectations, not even according to our doctrinal guidelines. He will act in radical freedom in relationship to all of us. And so this this man has amassed a debt that is beyond payment. It's, It's the equivalent of 60 thousand days of labor. 60,000 days of labor. It's like as if you gave one of your kids a credit card to go out and, and uh, for, his, for his or her first semester of college and, and you got the bill for over a billion dollars. <laughs> we all fear that when we give our, our kids access to our cards. Not really, but, but the debt was unpayable. And, and the man knew it. The man knew there was nothing he could do to make it right, to atone. This is a picture of our sin. This is why we use that term debt in the Lord's Prayer. Because we owe far more than we could ever pay. The sin that we have amassed in our lives on a daily basis just is so much we cannot atone. Unless, of course, we do as, as is often done, and that is to cheapen the reality of sin. To make it less than what it really is. Then we can squirm out. Then we can begin to have a sense of being justified and, and put ourselves in a position where we are justified in judging others. But when we have a, a true, sober sense of our place in relationship with God, we realize that we have amassed a debt that we cannot pay. We could live many lifetimes and not pay. So the Lord forgives with the expectation then that we go out and forgive others. It is not okay for us to be so self-righteously judgmental of other people. And we live in a time that, as Bill and I were talking a little bit before the service, we have never been in a time in our lifetimes where, where people have been so judgmental. There's been so much judgment of other people for whatever reason one thing after another. And and if it's a particular list of sins, then we feel especially righteous in, in leveling our judgment, even hatred toward others. That is just not the way of Jesus. 
It's not the way of the Lord. It's not the way of, of God. In the Old Testament, the, the rabbis understood God to operate with two measures. One, of, one measure of mercy, the other measure of judgment. But the final measure was the understanding in the Old Testament and among the rabbis that the final measure was ultimately that of judgment. That the final word of God would be judgment. Jesus reverses that. He gives us a new final word. The final word is, and the final intent is forgiveness, is mercy. And yet, that it's not cheap grace. It's not that which is, is going to be there no matter what, as if we can do no matter what, anything at all that we want. But the real test of that is not so much that we continue to sin. It's our forgiving other people, our being gracious to others, our extending forgiveness to others when they, when they f- fail and, and they, they, need, they need to know that they're okay with us. You know, the story of the woman who was caught in adultery, Jesus told her, go and sin no more. I always wondered, how long did it take for her to do that? To go and sin no more. The human condition, the reality of the human condition is that we are always stumbling on our humanity. And Jesus is so understanding of that. But what he does not countenance is those who stand in judgment of others. That's why he was so rough on the Pharisees and the scribes and the denominational authorities in the temple. So judgmental. So the the calling, the requirement is for us to have an attitude always of forgiveness. Always being open to showing mercy and and demonstrating care. Always absorbing the reality of the sin of another. In such a judgmental season that we seem to find ourselves in, we become experts at the sins of others. Blind to our own. That was the the fallacy of of the Pharisees. They knew the sin of others but they had no sense whatsoever of their own frailties, their own faults, and their own brokenness. An emphasis on on judgment and on justice. Well, think about it. Forgiveness is not just. Justice evens the scales. Justice takes that which is owed and makes it right. Forgiveness is not just. Forgiveness is being willing to live with an injustice, an imbalance. Forgiveness is willing to live with the fact that others are going to do us wrong and others are going to do us harm. 
and that we, like God, we will exercise the nature and the character of God and we will absorb that loss the best we can. We're human. We hurt. Others hurt us. No one out there hasn't been victimized in some way or another. There's always injustice. We've heard it since we were kids. Life isn't fair. It sounds like just a cynical statement when in our hearts we have a sense that it should be fair. But how do we get fairness? How does it measure out? Well, you know how. Because your sin and mine was taken to the cross. The price for our sin was paid. And we are forgiven, not because of anything we have done. Not because we worked those 60,000 days. But because our Lord absorbed the debt. He paid the price. And the atonement, the at-one-ment that we have with God is because the price has been paid for us. And because the price has been paid, we go and act as a joyful, liberated, freed-up people. We don't have that huge debt hanging over us anymore, and we can be that way with others. We can show our love to others. Well, the other day our gate wasn't working at, at the orchards where I live. You know, it happens all the time. I hate those stupid gates. As if they do any good at all. <laughs> Somebody wants to break in and, and steal, they're going to break in. They're going to get in, no matter what. But they've got the gates and you know, all of that. So it wasn't working. And I, I drove up, it didn't open, so I looped around, drove up again, it didn't open. There was a long line of guys coming in to do construction. They're replacing the roofs on the condos. And all these guys, they can't get in. So I come around again, and the guy in the truck next to me gets the gate open. So I squirt through. And I look in my rearview mirror, and the arm comes down on his truck. Oh. And... I pulled into my driveway and I started to get out of the car and he's going slow by me and he's like this to me. I felt horrible. But I was in a hurry. And, of course, whenever we do stupid things it's because it's always about us. We're the center of the universe and all of that. But so, at the end of the day, I drove through the neighborhood and I found the truck. And the guys were just finishing up, and I stopped. Two beautiful young Hispanic males. And I, I stopped, he rolled down his window, and I said, I, I'm, the, I'm the guy that did that stupid thing this morning and got in front of the gate, and the bar came down on your head. And he's, he's smiling, he looked at me, and then he looked at the guy next to him, and he said, I don't remember. I don't remember things like that. Big smile on his face. And I said, thank you. And he said, God bless you. And I really felt bad. 
And I thought, you know, how sweet. When we encounter someone who is acting like Jesus. They, they were full of humor. I mean, these guys, they looked at each other and big smile. I don't remember things like that. It's kind of like Jesus. He has no memory of our sin. Because our sin has been separated from us as far as east is from west. So we stand before him at the judgment throne. And we're thinking, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. He looks at us, says, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember things like that. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Father's love. That's what we're to be. That's how we are to be with one another, be as a people. We're not to be strident, marching for justice, to be judgmental toward others. We may march, but it would be with smiles and hymns and with joy. But not with the judgmentalism that is so tearing our, our nation apart. Instead, with humility. Charles Gounod wrote this magnificent hymn called, O Divine Redeemer. And he writes, he says, On thee, Lord, alone will I call, O Divine Redeemer. I pray thee, grant me pardon, and remember not, remember not my sins. Forgive me, O Divine Redeemer. Night gathers round my soul, fearful I cry to thee. Come to mine aid, O Lord. Haste thee, Lord, haste to help me. Hear my cry. Save me, Lord, in thy mercy. Come and save me, O Lord. Save in the day of retribution. From death shield thou me, O my God. O divine Redeemer, have mercy. Help me, my Savior. You join me in prayer. And you are, O Lord, our Redeemer. And we need a Redeemer. And we thank you, O Lord, that you have paid the price, taken it on to your body, for it was not our bodies that were handed over for torture, but your own. Thank you for the forgiveness that is ours, and may we be a forgiving people. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.